Hi friends, welcome to the Fun on Weekdays podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Palick, and today we're kicking off 2024 with a solo episode. Just me, myself, and I, we're going to wrap up 2023. I'll give you a recap of the year and let you guys know some of my New Year's resolutions for 2024. 2024 sounds insane. I just remember being in elementary school as a kid and thinking that in the 2020s, we would have flying cars, which I honestly don't feel like we're that far away from that. It's wild to think what our kids will have, like when I'm an adult. Don't get any ideas though. I am not ready for kids. My parents are in town right now and they have probably brought up wanting grandkids maybe like three times a day, just subtle hints, you know, just like, oh, someday when we're grandparents, you know, someday I'm like, okay, stop looking at me. Look at my other two sisters. They're older than me. (laughs) They can have kids first. So my family is in town. We are celebrating New Year's here in Austin. I went home for Christmas and celebrated uh, Christmas in Ohio with them. And that was a whole freaking debacle. One of my New Year's resolutions is getting more organized and not being so chaotic and just all over the place. So it's the day before my flight home to Ohio. And I knew that I didn't know where my wallet was like a couple days before my flight to Ohio, but I just kept thinking, oh, if I stop looking for it, it'll just show up. Cause that's how it always is. If you rummage through everything and you are looking everywhere, you're just never going to find it. And then eventually you do. And it's somewhere so stupid, like in your cup holder or in a coat pocket, you know? So I just thought that that's what would happen to me, but unfortunately it's not. And so the day of my flight comes about, I'm supposed to go home to Ohio and I don't have my credit cards. I don't have any money. All of the cash that I had was in this wallet. Um, I don't have my passport. I don't have my driver's license, none of it. It's all in the wallet. So, oh, sorry, my voice is getting raspy. I don't really want to clear my throat because I I love... I love when my voice gets raspy. Why is that so like, everybody loves her voice raspy. There's something about it. I go to the airport and I'm just testing my luck. I'm like the entire way there. I'm saying, I'm a lucky girl. Good things happen to me. Uh, Things always go my way. I'm just, I'm so lucky. I'm so grateful and I have good karma. So things are going to be a breeze. I'm going to have no issues or anything. I have clear at the airport. So it's basically like, you know, your identity is already verified. You don't need to use your ID. Usually you just go up there, they scan your eyes. A horrible, horrible picture of me that was taken at like 4 a.m. one day always pops up. I'm like, I don't know who that is. (laughs) Every time the person who's at the machine kind of like looks at me, obviously I can't be lying, but yeah, I looked like shit that day. I really, really, really want to upload a new clear photo, but I get selected for the random ID check. Like, I don't even know how many of these they send out a day, but it can't be very many because usually they're trying to get people in and out of here quickly, but they have one ID selection a day, maybe more. I'm not really sure. I'm being a little bit dramatic, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I give them this whole spiel about how I don't have my ID. I lost my entire wallet. They're like, what about a passport? I'm like, no, I left my passport in the wallet. Apparently that's not a normal thing for people to do. I thought it was. So I pull out this manila folder out of my book bag because I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to come prepared just in case. I bring my social security card, my birth certificate. I bring an old W-2, some mail that has my address and my name on it. I was prepared because I know you need two other sources of identification if you don't have your ID. I go up to TSA. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't be the one to verify this. We have to call somebody in for it. They walkie talk someone over. I did not get there early enough in order for them to do that. 
Okay, so it is partly my fault. Well, no, it is. It is entirely my fault. I didn't want to admit that for a while, but <laughs> it really is my fault. So I didn't have enough time for them to check my ID and everything. I'm standing off to the side. I'm checking my phone. I'm getting the notifications from the American app saying your flight is boarding. It's now your time to board. And then it's doors are closing. And then all of a sudden the gate is closed. And I'm still sitting here on the other side of TSA, not on in the gate area. Thank God I wasn't on the gate area though, because I would have had to run to my gate. And that's almost like the most embarrassing thing you can do is just run in the airport. I hate that. I hate it. I've done it way too many times. And I was wearing my Uggs. Um, I'm wearing them right now. I'm showing you. I have the platform Taz, Taz, whatever, whatever these are. They're like on the black market right now. These are going for like two or three times the price of them. I like them, but I will say they're really chunky. So to be running in them, you get horrible, horrible shin splints. So I just took the loss. I went home that day. I'm like, fuck, what can I do? I tried to go to two DMVs or whatever they call it here in Texas. They don't call it a DMV, but like DPS or something. Uh, It doesn't matter. You cannot get a same day appointment at all. You can't even book an appointment online. I don't know how people in Texas are getting driver's license and replacements. Like I just don't know. And you can order a replacement online. The issue is that I don't know my driver's license number because when I took a picture of my Texas driver's license, I'm like, ooh, Texas resident. I was so excited. I look really cute in the picture. It's the only driver's license photo that I actually like. Sure enough, um, I have my thumb over the ID number. So I don't know. And in order to get a replacement online, you have to enter that number. So I don't know. Basically, I go home that night. I fall asleep at 7, 7 p.m. I wake up in the morning at 3 a.m. I get there super early. My flight was at six and I go through, guess what? No issues. I go straight through clear and I'm there so early, which is never ever like me. I'm always late to everything. It's a horrible habit and it's something that I want to change in the new year. But a long story short, I made it to Cleveland. Everyone at this point in my family knows that I don't have a wallet. My mom has already texted my aunt, my grandma, my sister. My whole family is texting me. They're all stressing me out. I am kind of like, I'm not really like them in that aspect. I'm just kind of, well, whatever happens, happens. I just kind of go with the flow. (laughs) I felt bad because I know that they were really stressed and they were really worried for me. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, eh. (laughs) it'll show up at some point. I always find a way. I always do. So I went home for, uh, for Christmas in Cleveland, which was really nice. Was there for a few days. And now my family is back here in Austin. Me and my parents flew here on the 26th and then Aaron and Zach get here tonight actually. So party's arriving. And then Sydney and Alex, my other sister, she's my oldest sister. I'm going to have her on the podcast while she's in town. She's an occupational therapist. And I mean, she's lived like a million lives too. She's so interesting. And you guys, you'll love her. But everyone will be here tomorrow. So I have a lot of stuff planned for the next few days. It's a lot of entertaining. It's a lot of stress. My family has not been to my house before. So I was running around, just trying to make everything perfect, cleaning every single crack and crevice, cleaning the windows because my mom growing up, she used to clean houses. Um, she was a stay at home mom. She cleaned houses just to make some extra money while she was taking care of us girls. So her standard of clean is so different than, I mean, I wouldn't say most people, but like she is very, very particular about how she likes to clean things. And so growing up, we would have these cleaning days, I don't know, like once a month where we'd all split up the chores and oh my God, it always sucked if I got assigned to the toilet or the bathroom 
I hated doing that. I hated it so much. I would always skimp out on actually cleaning. And then she would come in, she would review our work and she would tell us if we needed to redo it or not. And so now knowing that my mom was coming to my house for the first time, I'm just looking around every single corner. And it's almost like the more that I was cleaning, the more that I needed to clean. I don't know how to describe that. It's like, I just kept noticing all these things. I'm like, oh, my mom's going to point that out. She's going to notice that. She's going to notice that there is a little crumb between the grout in this bathroom. So I tried my absolute best to make this place pristine. Um, but I'm really excited to have them here. My mom loves the house. She, when we got here, it was dark outside. So you couldn't really see all of the natural lighting. But even now, as I'm recording this, I don't have any lights on. There's no lights on in my house. I love all the windows, love all the natural lighting, but I don't have any blinds or curtains. Um, so that was the first thing my mom noticed was we need to get you some privacy in here because you can see straight into my house at night. I'll like shower with the light off in my bathroom just because I don't know. You can kind of see into my, I probably shouldn't be saying this online. Now that I think about it, I probably shouldn't be saying this, <laughs> especially knowing that some people know where I live. Speaking of you guys, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but I received so much mail for the holidays and that kind of freaks me out. I love you guys so much. I love your holiday photos. I, it's so sweet. I love to see your families. I love the little notes you send me. I love when you send me wedding invites. Like that's insane that there are people out there who are inviting me to their wedding and we've never met before, but maybe you listen to this podcast. So I totally get it. I feel like I am best friends with Hannah Burner and Paige DeSorbo. I listen to Giggly Squad like religiously. That is the one podcast that I listen to nonstop that if I was getting married tomorrow, I would 100% invite them to my wedding. So I am flattered, but I'm also like, that's kind of scary that people are sending me mail. So maybe like, maybe, I don't know, maybe don't do that. <laughs> maybe, don't, maybe don't send me mail. Um, maybe just send me an email, send me a message. There's something about physical items showing up to my house, especially being a young girl. Like I'm just a girl in a house worried for my safety. So I would prefer no mail, but I really do think it's so sweet. <laughs> Happy 2024, you guys. This episode is all about the new years, talking about our resolutions and goals for the upcoming year. So whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, maybe be less stressed, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your door. You guys, HelloFresh literally saved me. When I first moved to Austin and I was living alone for my very first time because I hate cooking. I'm not good at it. I make the same three dishes. I never know how much food to buy because when you live alone, I felt like I was always wasting so much produce or things would go bad before I could eat it. My sister Erin had been using HelloFresh for about a year prior to me moving to Austin, maybe even longer than that. She told me I should use it. She sent me a little coupon to get a free box first. I tried it and I loved it and I still use it now. My boyfriend is gluten and dairy free, so sometimes we don't get to eat the same meals, but I still want to have my mac and cheese. I still want to have my Parmesan crusted chicken or my bibimbap bowls. 
but I don't want to go to the store, get all of the ingredients, and then only use a small portion of it. So HelloFresh is great because you can select your serving size, how many meals you want a week, and they'll send you the exact amount that you need right to your door. You don't have to leave and go to the grocery store, wandering the aisles, trying to find the right soy sauce. So HelloFresh helps you save time with quick, convenient recipes that are delicious. You choose your meal and then you select the delivery date and then HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping. So all you have to do is open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes to get cooking. I have genuinely never had a bad meal with HelloFresh. Go to hellofresh.com slash weekdays free and use code weekdays free for free breakfast for life. Oh my God, you guys for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash weekdays free with code weekdays free. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day and HelloFresh agrees. I personally am not a morning person. When I wake up, sometimes I don't have the motivation to think about what I want to cook. And I'm not going to lie, there's been a lot of days where I'll just skip breakfast entirely, but I am not doing that this year in 2024. I'm taking care of myself, nourishing my body, and HelloFresh wants to help you do the exact same. So go to HelloFresh.com slash weekdays free, use code weekdays free for free breakfast for life. You guys, we're eating good in 2024. I'll address the elephant in the room. Connor is not here. We do not celebrate the holidays together. I don't know why that is like so fascinating or I don't even know if fascinating is the right word. Like some people think it's it's alarming. I got so many messages when I went home for Thanksgiving of I did a Q&A. I love to do that when I'm on the plane. I just tip tap away. I buy the $19 Wi-Fi, which is just outrageous for my two hour flight to, to Cleveland. And I just tip tap time passes by when I'm doing an Instagram q and I literally cannot even tell you how many questions were, how do you guys go about spending the holidays apart? So my answer to this, and don't let anybody make you feel bad about however you celebrate the holidays with your partner, okay? Because your relationship is totally different than everybody else's. It's different than your sisters. It's different than your best friends, than your parents. I personally believe that unless we're married, it is totally okay for you to go and celebrate the holidays with your own families. I think that's really great that we both love our families so much. We have really good relationships with our families that we want to celebrate the holiday with our families. And as much as I would love to have Connor here or to be with his family, it's like you don't really know how many holidays you're going to have together with all of your siblings, all of your grandparents, your parents, like everyone being in the same place. This is the one day a year that I am guaranteed that I'm going to see everyone. And so I really want to celebrate that and spend time with my family. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I also live with Connor. I live with him. So I see him 365 days a year, minus the few days that we're apart for the holidays. And I get to see my parents and my family a few days. Actually, this year, I saw my family way more than I did, honestly, maybe even in college. Like, this is the most I've ever seen my family. It's been so nice. I've gotten so much closer to my sister, Sydney, which I don't really get to see her that much. And she was always older, so I don't know if I ever felt, like, maybe connected to her. But this year, specifically, we went to my cousin's bachelorette party. We, like, bonded there. I just think spending time with your family can be just that. When you're married, you're going to have the rest of your life to try and figure out whose family you're going to spend the holidays with. 
And especially with our family, we don't live in the same state. So it's different than versus someone like Aaron and Zach, where his family lives in Ohio and they can spend the holiday with both families and they can just drive to someone else's house. And that's like so, so awesome. If I was in that scenario, I would love to do that. And I love that like he's a part of our Christmas. I have no jealousy, no animosity. I love that. I hope that one day we'll all be married. We'll all have kids and we can spend every other year together. But until then, I'm like happy to spend the holidays with my family. So Connor's coming home on the first and we'll have like a day together here in Austin. So we'll all probably go to dinner. I'm sure we'll do something. Not exactly sure what yet, but yeah. If you were feeling like bad about not spending the holiday with your significant other and you're like, should I be worried? Should I be alarmed? Should I be upset? Like, I don't think you have anything to be upset about personally. All right, so let's recap 2023, shall we? I started my year by saying, fuck this. I do not want to feel bad about myself anymore. I started 2023 just being so upset with how I looked. And I hate to say that because like, I mean, I, I think everybody's felt that way at some point. You looked in the mirror and you just pick out every single flaw. Like for me, I hated my hair. My hair was so, so, so damaged, which I don't even know how that happened. Uh, when I came out of my mom's womb, I basically had a wig on. Like I had a full set of hair. I probably had more hair as an infant than I do right now. I don't know when my hair started falling out, but it did. I dyed my hair blonde a couple years ago and it just never recovered. Like I learned my lesson. Don't ever try and go blonde. I don't have the skin tone for it. It doesn't look good on me and it fried the shit out of my hair. So my hair was just horrible. I would get so upset every time I looked at it. And I mean, obviously when my job is online, I'm posting videos and stuff. I don't want to put heat on my hair all the time. So a lot of times my hair just looked horrible and so disheveled and people would comment about my hair and it would make me really upset. So I'm like, I need to do something about it. I need to stop bitching and complaining about it. I bought this silk bonnet. I bought all these oils on Amazon. I watched all these TikToks about how to improve your hair health. And then at that same time, I was like, I'm going to start cycle syncing. I basically just piled on all of these things that I thought were short-term solutions to like very internal, deep (laughs) insecurities. And I tried to fix everything all at once. So I did the cycle syncing thing that lasted me about, I don't know, like maybe three months. See, the thing with cycle syncing is, well, if you don't know what it is, it's basically syncing, (laughs) syncing your cycle. (laughs) Obviously it sounds so stupid when I say it out loud, but your period is synced with like your workouts, the diet that you eat and Also too, if you really go full swing at it, you sync it to like your social calendar too, because there's certain times throughout the month, we are on a 28 day cycle. Men have it easy, of course, and they're on a 24 hour cycle. So every day when they wake up, they have the same like levels every single day. For us women, every 28 days, we go through different cycles every single week. So when you're menstruating, you are tired, you are hungry, I actually don't even remember what all of the um, chapters or weeks mean just because I haven't done it in so long. But the idea is that like when you're ovulating, you probably have more energy. You're going to do a more higher intensity workout, lifting weights, cardio. And then when you're on your period, you don't work out. You just walk. Maybe you rest, you do yoga or you stretch. And so I was doing that for like three months and I was really, really feeling so awesome. My hair started growing back. I was using all these oils all the time. I got rosemary on my scalp. Connor would always call it oregano. I would like, (laughs) actually, he just took a picture of me the other day. I have to 
to, if I can insert it, I totally will. But I look ridiculous. I look like a baker when I had this thing on my head and I got my matching PJ set, but I'm like, I don't really care if this makes me feel good. I'm going to do it. So I started the year feeling really, really good. I got a personal trainer, my friend Madison, who does nutrition and training and stuff. I started working with her and I just felt so good. I was lifting weights. She was telling me what to do. And then it got to the point over the summer where I was doing so many events with fun on weekdays and traveling so much that I could no longer make it to the sessions that I had. And I just kept having to switch the date. And I was like, maybe we should just pause this until the fall until I get back and things slow down with events so that I'm not like switching up on you all the time. And it's a more consistent routine. And I think that was when I kind of stopped working out as much. It was also around that time too, in the spring where I went through training to become a bar instructor. That is like probably one of the things that I'm most proud of myself for doing this year. I honestly, I feel like it's my alter ego. It's like my Hannah Montana moment. I put on a headset and I'm just a different person. I developed this little character and it's so fun. It has truly made me like a lot more confident in myself. And it's kind of similar to podcasting, you know, you're just talking, you're maybe motivating people, maybe making them laugh, making sure that they're having a good time. I mean, at least hopefully that's how you feel when you listen to this podcast. I don't know. But as I started teaching bar classes, I noticed that I wasn't working out as much because I would go and I would teach and that would kind of be my workout. And then I'd go a few days and then I got out of the cycle sinking habit where I wasn't syncing my workouts with my cycle. I wasn't syncing my food with my cycle or anything. I started cooking a lot more with Connor and like he eats a lot of meat, a lot of red meat, a lot of steak. And I don't know if that's necessarily good for women to eat all the time. Isn't that so annoying? Like we have so many restrictions. I actually saw a TikTok. Let me pull it up. I just liked it. The girls who understand electrolytes with filtered water and 30 grams of protein in the morning before coffee, ice rolling, tongue scraping, oil pulling, cold showers, 15 minutes, direct sunlight in the morning. What are we a fucking plant? 30 minute daily walks, ginger tea and magnesium at night, low impact workouts, reducing inflammation, red light therapy, apple cider vinegar before larger meals, dry brushing. What is that? What is dry brushing? Reducing nervous system stimulation. Like what? How do you even know how to do that? Lymphatic drainage massages. This girl like posted this and this is no shade to her at all. Um, her name is Be Balanced. What is her name? Be Balanced by Michaela. Mika- oh, sorry. Be Balanced by Michaela. I'm like, I wish I could be that girl, but why is it so much upkeep to just feel good and look good and be confident and just feel like you're taking care of your body? Like, why is it so much work? It is. And it's, I was in a good routine for a minute and then I was like, this is too much. I don't really care that much. I want to like have a margarita. I don't want to feel guilty about it. I want to eat my Reese's. I want to eat my Reese's cup on Halloween. Like I want to indulge in all of the food that I truly enjoy eating. But at the same time, I kind of fell out of that routine. So I am proud of myself for sticking with it for a short amount of time. But that's just kind of something about me. I I lose focus. I lose my attention. Um, A lot of times people comment things and they say, girl, have you been tested for ADHD? I'm like, no, but I started going to therapy That's another good thing that came out of 2023. Started going to therapy. Thank God. I really needed to, you know, because for a while there, I was putting so much, and I have to say this, I have to give Connor like so much credit because he's been so supportive. This year mentally has been the hardest for me. And I don't say that as a way to like, you know, it's not a pity party because obviously my year in comparison to so many other people's year 
is not even a fraction of the challenge, but I was definitely like not in a good mental headspace. And I leaned on him a lot for him to be like a friend, to be a therapist, to be a life coach, give me all this business advice and also like to be a boyfriend too. And that's a lot to put on someone. And so when I took that kind of like off his plate and I just allowed him to be my romantic partner, my boyfriend, um, I'm like my relationship became so much stronger, but also I had this third party person to like confide in, to get unbiased advice from. So the therapist was really great. But after literally one session, I mean, I'm talking for 60 minutes straight. She mentioned that she thinks I might have ADHD. (laughs) And she also said, do you think you maybe struggle with like perfectionism? I'm like, what me? No, perfectionist. Absolutely not. So that's another thing that was like a plus and a downside, I think I've always been a people pleaser. I've always wanted to do things perfectly. I've wanted to impress people. I've wanted to make people proud. My love language is words of affirmation. So when people say that they're proud of me or that I'm doing a good job or they congratulate me on something, that is how I feel really, really loved and appreciated. And so I think a lot of what I've done in the past couple of years has been for other people, for the approval of them, for you know, just to like impress them. I don't know why I feel that way, but it's a, it's a bad relationship to have because a lot of times I'm doing things for other people and not for myself. And this year was a really, really big, or not this year, but this past year was a really, really big realization of that, I guess, as I continued doing more and more events for fun on weekdays, I was traveling so much. I was meeting hundreds of people and I got to the point where I was so mentally drained with it. And so anxious and paranoid constantly, but I kept telling myself that I needed to continue doing the events because it was one thing that kind of set fun on weekdays and myself as a creator apart from other influencers is like not a lot of people are creating environments where you can meet up with other followers or people in the community in person. Like that is really unique. And I know that a lot of people really appreciate that. And it's so needed to help people make friends and everything. But The downside to that is I am a perfectionist and I do want things to be perfect, not just the venue and the decorations and the marketing and all those things, but I want people's opinions of me to be perfect too. So I put a lot of pressure on myself as I was meeting people because I know what it's like to follow people online or to love a celebrity and to have this expectation of who you think that they are. Like, for example, I said that I'm a huge giggler. If I were to meet Hannah and Paige, I think that I know exactly what they would be like in person. And you create this expectation of people and you form these parasocial relationships. But I know for a fact that I have met people in the past that not that I've ever had like a bad experience with anybody, but you maybe imagine things to go a little bit differently than they do. And then you're somewhat let down. You're somewhat disappointed. It's not that you don't like the person anymore, but you just see them differently. You know, people always say like, don't meet your idol. And I, let me just say, I know that I'm not anybody's idol. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going that far, but it was always in the back of my head when I was meeting people at events was like, oh my God, do they like me? Am I oversharing too much? Am I being awkward? Am I meeting the expectations of who they think that Jenna Palak is based off of the TikToks that they watch and the podcasts they listen to? And I think that perfectionism mindset really kept me from being like fully present, I would say. And also as I'm talking to people and I notice other girls in my peripheral vision who are waiting to chat with me or take a picture or something, there's just this sense of paranoia and anxiousness. Like, oh my gosh, I need to talk to everybody. I need to please everybody. I want to make sure everybody has a good time. And so I think with the events, when maybe the 
response was not exactly that. And people would message me or they would post other places or on TikTok that they didn't enjoy the event or they didn't think it was worth it or they met me and they didn't like me or whatever it is. I think that like totally, totally, I mean, not that I think, I know that it totally ate me alive. And I just kind of kept taking that energy with me into every single event, just kind of thinking in my mind that something is going to go wrong or I'm going to disappoint someone. And it kept me from being super proud and like fully mentally there, if that makes sense. So I knew that I needed to take a break from doing the final weekdays events after our last one in Cleveland, which was right after Labor Day. Um, I would say that was right around the time of my breaking point. I was really, really struggling mentally. I'm not going to lie. Like, as I said, as a perfectionist, I hate when I know that people don't like me. And I hate when I know that people are posting things that they don't like about me and I can read it. And I became so obsessed with reading it. And I developed this like addiction, literally. I think I have an addictive personality. I really do. Cause I'll be like obsessed with something and I have to check it all the time, every day, every other minute, or I have to eat it all the time or I have to drink it all the time. I just, I get obsessed with things and then it kind of fizzles out. But with this, it never fizzled out. It was like the more that I read the negativity and I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about right now. It's like, you know, it's the R word that every influencer doesn't talk about. We're talking about Reddit right now, but the more that I read it, the more I just kept fueling into it. And trying to change things about me to make these people like me more. And the more that I did that, the less I knew who I was and the more apparent it became in my content. So the more there was for people to criticize. And that was definitely one of my biggest struggles of 2023 was just realizing that if I want to do this, if I want to make a career out of social media and if influencing is my full-time job, then like that noise is never going to lessen. There's always going to be people, people who don't like me. It doesn't matter what I change about myself, they're already dead set on not liking me. So the most important thing is for me to like myself. And if you listen to my last solo episode, it was in July, I had just seen the Barbie movie. So I was in my feels just as every other woman in the world. (laughs) The title of the podcast was what was I made for? And it was this whole sob story about how I didn't know who I was. I didn't know if I liked myself. I didn't know what I wanted to do with, with my life, with fun on weekdays, didn't know what my future held, my five-year plan, none of these things. And I was so overwhelmed with it, but I didn't even realize at the time because I was so focused on like putting my energy into other things that I never allowed myself to realize that it was an issue. And so that was the point when I made that episode that I was so obsessed with what people were saying with me online and their words mattered so much more than anybody else in my life's words. And that's like a sad thing for me to admit But I kind of look back at it now and I can laugh because I'm so grateful that I did take a little bit of a break from events for the past few months. Maybe sharing this with you will give you some context as to why. Um, But, you know, it's not fun to read people saying online, spewing all this hate about you who say that they come to an event or they message you after an event. And then I look at their profile. I'm like, wait, what? Why did she have such a bad time? Why is she saying this to me? Why is she being so mean? And I it's somebody that I talked to and I felt like we had a really good conversation. And then it made me question my ability to see someone's genuinity, I guess, because I would talk to people at events and I would think that they're so kind and they're so nice. They're saying that they're so happy to be here that, you know, they love the event, but then it's the same person that after the event, they go home and they send me a mean message or they comment something on TikTok or they go on this forum and post something about me. And that made me really, really paranoid. 
So it was in September that I decided, okay, I need to make a change. I need to stop doing this because my mental health for the very first time came first. And that's when I decided the final weekdays events can take a back burner for now. I would love to figure out a way to to continue doing them in 2024, but mentally it's a lot. It really is a lot. And financially too, I've never really mentioned this, but it's a lot of money to do events. And I think that's, I mean, probably the two reasons why a lot of creators don't do it is because you have to pay for the flights, the hotel, you have to pay for the Ubers, you have to pay for the food while you're there. I had two full-time employees at the time. Now I only have one just because I, I let go of events. So unfortunately I had to make a decision to like, let this person go. We're still good friends. I have to clear the air there, but then the event itself, I mean, you have to pay for the venue, the insurance, the workers, the bartenders, the tip and gratuity, um, the decorations, all of the things, it really adds up. And the way to make money from events is through ticket sales. But I don't want to upcharge people because I want all of my followers to be able to come to these events and for them to be as accessible as possible. But with that, it was like, okay, I need to find a good middle ground because we do have to make enough money to make it make sense to have a full-time person planning these events and for us to continue traveling around the country. And to travel for smaller events with like 30 to 50 people, we're not going to even make enough to cover the cost of the flight and the hotel that would get us there. So right now I'm just in this like standstill moment where I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I have no idea because I have built such an amazing community with fun on weekdays and I just feel a little bit stuck, but instead of being like stressed out about it, I have just been kind of sitting in it. And usually I love to find a quick solution, just like I did with my hair, with my acne, with all the things, but this thing, but this solution with events and fun on weekdays and what I want to grow this into, I have not been rushing it because I think the way to make it have longevity is to put like strategy and thought into it and not try to just, you know, have a quick fix and then in a couple months from then realize it's not working and then have to pivot again, you know? So my 2023 new year's resolutions, I have a little screenshot of it. The first one was 12 fun on weekdays events. Check. We did that. We traveled so much and it was so fun. And I mean, we did a million things. It's crazy. We did more than 12 events, which is really cool. The next one was six nonprofit events. We did more than six. I don't know the exact number. I actually am like working to put together a total of how much money Fun on Weekdays was able to donate in 2023, which will be really, really cool. Um, I did quite a few giveaways. We just finished up 25 Days of Fun, which was the first time we've ever done a huge campaign like that. And I'm really proud of how that went. Um, Because we weren't doing events and because Q4, I mean, if you work in marketing, you work for a retailer, you know that most brands are not putting money into experiential marketing. So they're not sponsoring a lot of events. If anything, they're putting all of their extra money into holiday campaigns. So we kind of adapted that same mindset. We're like, let's put all of our time and energy into doing a huge holiday campaign for fun on weekdays. Even though we're not selling a product, like it was a really great time to be engaging with all of our followers, to get people to listen to the podcast, join our Facebook group. We just reached 70,000 people on Facebook, which is crazy. So, so cool. And also it was very impactful and meaningful. Like people were giving back, people were inspired by it. Um, it was a way for me to give back to you guys. And so, yeah, we did that. We did a few other nonprofit events as well. The 5K in LA, that was crazy, <laughs> which leads me to that. One thing on my resolution list was to run a 5K. So I like to dream big. I don't think that there's anything that anyone can't do in the world. 
we hosted a final weekdays 5k in LA without ever having run a 5k like ever there were so many learnings that came from that I mean we did an event in LA where we do have a large following but LA is so hard to get around like people live in San not San Antonio that's Texas what what's it called San San Mark no not San Marcus that's another Texas place Santa Monica People live in Santa Monica, West Hollywood, all around. It takes 45 minutes to get everywhere. It could be like two miles away. It takes 45 minutes to get there. So our signups were not as high as we wanted it to be, but the event itself was great quality. Like I loved it. I was so motivated after that. I ran another 5K when I was on family vacation in Hilton Head. So I actually ran two 5Ks in 2023. Am I going to run one in 2024? Probably not. I think I, I think I've closed the door on my running stint, although... I don't know. I did think about doing a 5k again this upcoming year, but in Chicago, if you guys are listening to this and you live in Chicago and you want a 5k message me and I'll know that you were listening to this. <laughs> um, I think it would do a lot better in Chicago or just in the Midwest in general. I don't know. The West coast, the West coast was not having it with that. They wanted to drink. They went to party, which I totally get it. Um, lesson learned. That's okay. Build community events across the U S was another resolution. I did but didn't do that like it's really cool because people will send me pictures or messages that they've gotten together with a group of girls from fun on weekdays that they met through the facebook page or they met through group me or something but i am not personally the one orchestrating all of those events so it would be really really cool to do some type of ambassador program in the upcoming year where i have girls in different cities and we decide like one day a month where we're all going to do the exact same kind of event. So let's say we do like a vision board building event and you get 20 girls together and you build vision boards and you drink wine. Fun on weekdays could post and say like, hey, we're doing this event in Charlotte, New Orleans, Tampa, Orlando, Cleveland, wherever. And everybody does it same night, same time. But there's different girls who are helping me coordinate it. I would love to do that. Like that is truly my dream. I just don't know how to do that <laughs> strategically. I don't know how to manage that. Um, I could definitely figure it out, but it would require me to pay people to do that. And so I'm trying to figure out like, how can this make sense logistically for me to manage it and financially to make sure that everyone's being compensated for actually like doing this. So we kind of did the community events. We kind of didn't. We didn't do it to the capacity of what I know that we're capable of. I'll say that. I wanted to start a newsletter, which we did. You guys subscribe to our newsletter if you haven't. It's so cute. Every week we'll send out updates about the podcast, about the episode. And then we have exclusive discounts in there sometimes. Like we work with some brands and they'll offer you guys like money off discounts. But what I love is just the, the little blog section where I just kind of tell you guys some type of topic of the week. Sometimes it correlates to the episode. Sometimes it doesn't at all. And it'll be like a recipe or networking tips or oh gosh, I don't even know. We've put so many things into the newsletter and we always include something fun to do on a weekday within the newsletter too. So good little inspo for you to have some more fun on weekdays. I wanted to do Pilates training and get my certificate to become a teacher, which I did. I did complete that. I'm really proud of myself. I became a bar instructor at True Fusion in the spring. I've been teaching now for about seven or eight months. I don't even know the math at this point, but it's really fun. I teach Wednesday mornings and actually next weekend I'm teaching a bachelorette group, which is so cool. The girls who are on the bachelorette trip met through fun on weekdays. There's 17 of them and I'm teaching a private class for them. So that's really fun. I feel like I will probably start doing that a lot more this upcoming year. Now that I've shared it once, I feel like a lot of people are going to ask me to do it, which I'm totally down for it. I think it'd be super fun. Um, I wanted to be on Forbes 30 under 30, which 
I didn't really share this anywhere because I was slightly embarrassed, but also slightly proud. I didn't really know how to feel about it because I know how people feel about Forbes. I can't really decide if I, I don't know. I was on the local list. So this was the first year that they created these local lists in a few different cities like Austin, Miami, Cleveland, basically these like hubs of where there's startups or creators or healthcare, you know, all of these cities are known for something. So I was on the local list and that was honestly so weird. I got this email one day from somebody on their team from Forbes and I only knew that it was legit because she had a legitimate email signature and she just said that I had been nominated for the Austin local list and if I was interested to fill out the survey. I love a survey. I love it. Something about typing about you, setting aside 45 minutes to just talk about yourself. (laughs) I mean, I love talking about myself. That's why I have a podcast. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'll fill out this survey. I submitted it. I did not hear a single thing for like months. I, I honestly forgot about it. And then the day that it came out, I got an email from the same lady and she sent me the link to the article. And she's like, congratulations, you made the list. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? That, that's the update? Okay, that's cool. Um, so yeah, I made that local list. That was really cool. But people always say like, you have to pay to be on Forbes, which is not true. But I do think that a lot of people on it typically have a publicist. And I think not that it like guarantees you to be on it by any means, but it is definitely easier to get opportunities if you have a publicist, which I don't, I'd never thought that it was worth it to get a publicist. I did talk to a company in Austin and I believe it was like five or $6,000 a month to get a publicist. And the publicist helps get you invited to like events and they get you interviews with press and stuff. And the more that I thought about it, I'm like, (laughs) you know, honestly, my followers don't give a fuck if I'm in an interview, like they don't care. They don't care. And the more that I think about articles such as Forbes, it really is a way, I don't know, like people's followers don't really care that you're in it. You know, they like your content because they like you. They don't like you more because you got an award, you know? And so that was my justification or I guess my reasoning for why I just never got a publicist. I don't know. I'm like, if people want to write articles about me, then they're going to because I'm interesting, not because a publicist was like pitching me to them. Not that I have anything against publicists. I know there's people listening to this who are publicists. Like I get it. And I do think it's really important if you're building a personal brand or if I was starting a makeup brand or if I was, you know, doing whatever fun on weekdays itself, I'm sure could like for sure use a publicist to help grow our audience. But I don't know. I'm not really focused on growing right now. I'm kind of focused on like fostering what I currently have and just being appreciative of that. So yeah, that was definitely a shock to be on that for sure. Um, I was not on the major list. (laughs) The major list comes out. It's like Alex Earl, Monet McMichael. I'm like, yep, bye. I am not on that list with them. I probably never will be, but like, you know, who cares? I wanted to hire another team member. Um, so I did, I hired Hallie and Gabby in January Gabby is still currently with me. We just came up on one year. Actually, as this is coming out, it'll be like one year. And then Hallie was working with me for a while. But as I said, I decided to let events go. And that was a really, really difficult decision. Honestly, that was around the same time that I was just so like, I was just so not there mentally that I decided if this is going to like take this, you know, negative cloud over my head away, not her, not her at all, but just the events then like I needed to do that. And so, yeah, that was really difficult, really, really difficult. And now I'm not in any position to be adding anybody else to our team. I'm like so, so happy with Gabby. I feel like we have a really good routine and weekly calendar kind of set in place. And so things have been good. 
And then the last thing that I wanted to do, which I actually didn't complete, um, is to start a scholarship in my hometown. I thought that'd be so awesome to just do a scholarship for students in Lake County where I grew up, like social media and creative jobs, like what I currently do is just not super common. Like there's not a lot of opportunities. Um, even when I was home for the holidays, I was trying to go to a Pilates class. You guys, they have no group fitness classes. I went to club Pilates in Willoughby and I was there. I was the only person under the age of like 60, which there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not ageist. Okay. (laughs) Someone's going to take that clip and say, try and cancel me, but it's just not the same. Like I go to a workout class here in Austin. I just went to a cycle class this morning and it was like, I was in a club. The lights are off. They're like screaming at you, yelling at you, bullying you. And you're, you know, cycling to the beat of the music. It's just so fun. And they don't have stuff like that in Lake County. And that's where I'm from, Lake County, Ohio. So I think it'd be really cool to start something in my hometown, whether it's scholarship for students going to school who want to pursue some type of social media or some type of business. I think that'd be really awesome. So I'm going to carry that goal over to 2024, but that kind of leads me to my goals for this upcoming year, which I didn't write them down anywhere. I just kind of have them in my head. It's nothing crazy, but I would really, really love to start a beauty brand. Um, This past year, I did my collaboration with Dibs. I did my Glow Tour Weekday Shade. It was the bronzer and blush duo. That sold out in like less than a week, just slightly under a week, which was so incredible. I'm so happy people were so excited with it. Um, I don't have any plans for it to come back in the new year. That's not entire that like that's not up to me. That is their brand, their production, their manufacturers, all that. So there's no plans as of now. But if there are any plans to restock it, I will definitely let you know. You guys will for sure know when you can get it. But I have always loved, loved, loved makeup. I've had other things where I've tried to do it. Like I tried to do merch this past year and I was working with a manufacturer. They ended up not working out. I was just not happy with the quality. I was not happy with the turnaround. And I don't know, like as much as I love clothes, I don't really want to start a clothing line just because I am not the most fashionable person. As I'm sure you guys know at this point, I don't have the best style. So for me to have a vision and to constantly be inspired by like, oh, I really want to create this top or design these pants. I don't always have that in my mind. But what I do have consistent, constant ideas for is makeup because that is one thing that I've always, always loved. Um, and so I don't know. I would love to do something with makeup. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever actually start a brand, but I would love to do more opportunities like what I did with dibs this past year and have a hand in creating products because I think that is really, really awesome. I mean, I learned so much. It's a great creative outlet. It's one of my passions. So something with that this year, I don't know what you guys will have to stay tuned for whatever it is. Another goal, which this is so vague, but I want to be more present. I realized this past year um, when I did take a break from social media and events that I spent so much of my time on my phone. Like I refused to look at my screen time because I'm embarrassed. My screen time some days would be like 14 hours. I'm like there's, there's 12 hours in the day. Tell me how the, tell me how my screen time is 14 hours. And then I would justify it. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is my job. You know, it's 24 seven. It's like, it shouldn't be like that though. It totally should not be like that. So now my screen time is down. Let me check it. It's been down, down because I've been with my family. And that's another thing too. Like when I'm with my family, when I'm with my friends, when I'm with Connor, I don't really film a lot of things. I'm not usually on my phone. I have been so much better about like being mentally there too. Like I said, that perfectionism mindset and just being so absorbed with like anxiety and paranoia. I've kind of let that go. 
So I've gotten a lot closer to my girlfriends here in Austin. Like I have such a solid group of girls that I really feel like are my best friends that I'll be best friends with them for the rest of my life. And I think I struggled to find that for sure. In the past couple of years, I lived in Austin because I had all these acquaintances and I'd always say that there's a difference between weekday friends and weekend friends because weekend friends are more of like the convenient person or, or somebody that you hang out with in a group. You know, you might not have as deep of a friendship with them. But your weekday friends are the people that you set aside time to hang out with after work as amidst all of the chaos, amidst all the other plans that you have. Like you spend time with them during the week. That to me tells me that they're maybe a little bit more intentional and not that there's anything wrong with having weekend friends. There's not at all. I love weekend friends, but I struggled to find that like solid group of people. You know, I never had a group of best friends in Austin. It was always just a bunch of one-off people. And that gets difficult because in order to hang out with all of those people, it means that you can't see someone else for like a few weeks because you're trying to hang out with your other friends. But now I feel like I've finally developed this close group of girlfriends. There's like five of us. We hang out all the time. We come to my house. We go to Amelia's house. And my life just feels a bit more permanent here. Like especially living in an apartment or renting a house. I always knew I was going to stay in Austin, but it hasn't felt real until I bought a house this year, which is another thing that I'm like so proud of myself for this past year was buying house. Um, so my goal for this year too, is to just live in the moment, be more present, be happy and grateful with what I have, because there's really no more goals for me to achieve now. You know, like I've always been so focused on what's next and never really appreciating what I have. And maybe that goes back to like, maybe having ADHD and just being obsessed with things. And then once I achieve it, then I'm like, okay, what's next? What's now? what's next? But I want to create more of a routine, more of a schedule. Cause I definitely don't have that. Connor, he wakes up every day, same time, snoozes his alarm like three times. Then he gets up, he goes, he works out, saunas and cool plunges, comes home, showers, goes to work, comes home. We make dinner, we hang out, we go to bed. He has like a very solid routine. Not me. <laughs> I wake up a different time every single day. I do whatever the hell I want to do in the morning. And then Gabby will come over around like 10 o'clock. We'll work for the afternoon, but we're always doing something different. And so I kind of lack routine and consistency. And I think that's really important for me because when I don't have that, I think that's why my life feels so chaotic and like unorganized. So I would love to be more organized this year. I would love to be punctual. I really want to let go of being late to everything and, and leave that in 2023. Cause I do think that it is rude. Like when I am actually punctual and then, which is not, it's not usually often, but now it is. Um, and other people are late. It does make me irritated. So I totally get it now. I'm like, oh, that's how I make people feel <laughs> when I'm late because I can't decide which pants I want to wear. Um, so I'm letting go of that. I want to be, I want to be early to everything this year. I also really, really, really want to find my personal style. Like looking back at photos and stuff of this past year, I think that I've, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm closer. I want to spend less money on clothes. I want to invest in quality pieces. Oh shit, my camera cut out. I don't know where I stopped, but I assume it was probably around maybe talking about finances. Like I want to have just a classic look. You know how like London and Olivia, if I see a dress from like Hill House where it's got puffy sleeves and the little floral print on it, or I see the golden gooses, I look at that. I'm like, Olivia and London, London and Olivia. Like that is them. That is their style. That is their look. I, there's not a single thing that I look at that I'm like, oh, that's so me. That's so Jenna. And sometimes you guys will send me DMs of like outfits that you see that you think of me when you see them because it's pink and orange or it's like cowboy boots and stuff. And sometimes I'm like, oh shit. Like you think of me when you see that, not that 
no, I'm like so flattered. But sometimes some of the things are like really not my style at all. And I'm like, oh gosh, I guess I'm very inconsistent. Because if you think that that's what I would wear, like, I guess, I guess I don't know what I would wear. Because that's so not me in my head. I did let go of the cowboy aesthetic for a while. I'm proud of myself for that. Okay, I could totally understand why the Austinites, the OGs here, were irritated with me for a bit. <laughs> because it's not really like, it's not very Western here. Um, but I liked playing into it for a bit. But now I'm uh, moving on. I changed my branding of fun on weekdays. I don't really, I do wear my cowboy boots a lot, but a le- less of that like kind of kitschy vibe. You know what I mean? I want to spend less money, be more sustainable, not only with like my clothes, but also just spending less money on just random stuff in general. Like I said, I do pay for Wi-Fi on the plane every damn time. It's $19 on the way there, $19 on the way home. I'm like, why am I doing this? I need to just stop cutting out all of the random subscriptions that I have. I need to go online, cancel all the subscriptions that I have. For a while, I was paying for Mary Ruth vitamins and it was sending to my old address. I had no idea. And it was like $25, $30 a month or something. I didn't even know because I I wasn't looking at like every single bank statement. I was just looking at the balance. But now that I've become more aware of what I'm actually spending money on, I'm like, holy shit, I need to stop buying coffee every single day. As I sit here with the coffee next to me, (laughs) this coffee alone was like $6. I could save so much money if I stopped doing that. And I just, you know, I I had a really long stint where I was making coffee at home. And then I moved and I, I didn't set up the Nespresso in this house. I need to, I need to get like a little drawer with all the pods and everything and get back into it. Cause I saved a lot of money doing that. I really want to pick up some new hobbies. So my ideas as of now are knitting and sewing. I really want to be able to sew my own clothes. I think that'd be so cool. I've always loved arts and crafts and little DIY projects. I've gotten into painting a bit more now that I live here and I have some like areas on my wall that I could use some paintings and artwork for. So I really want to have more of like a creative artistic outlet this year. And I thought knitting would be a good one because then I can knit hats and scarves and stuff and I can make clothes and I can, it'd be fun to gift that kind of stuff or blankets and just have something else to do other than just watch TV every night. Cause I hate falling into the routine of watching TV every single night and falling asleep, waking up, doing it all over and over again. That was the whole reason why I started fun on weekdays was because I was doing that for a long time. And I'm like, I got to stop. I got to switch things up. I need to get out of the house. I need to do fun things. I need to challenge myself. So I'm definitely not falling into that routine again. And especially working from home now, now that I have an office at the house, whenever I am done working for the day and like Gabby goes home, I'm so much better about wanting to do something else. When I had my office downtown, I would go there all day and then I'd come home and I just want to be at home. So I do think that there's a huge correlation for people who work from home that it's probably easier for you to have the fun on weekdays mindset where you're like, okay, I've been here all day. I want to get out and do something versus people who don't work from home and they're a teacher or they work at the hospital or you work in a car in like an office setting where whenever you get home, you're just happy to be home because you haven't been there all day. So I totally get like leaving to have fun on weekdays is not always what you want to do, but just finding things to do at home that are different than turning on the TV and like not interacting. You know, I think turning on the TV is the easiest thing that you can do and probably the most disconnected that you could be especially if you live with like your boyfriend or a a roommate or something, because you don't have to talk to them. So yeah, just being a little bit more intentional with how I spend my time when I am at home. Honestly, that's kind of it. I'm at like an hour now. I don't know how I've even talked to you guys for an hour. 